Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all things pop culture. The stuff you consume, the stuff you are insatiable for, and the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Okay, anyways, guys, today I have a wonderful guest. I'm so excited to have her here. I love having comedians in the house because they just talk. And so <laughs> it's the best. But she's very funny. She's very witty. She's one of my favorite people to follow. Miss Jay McBride. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. And thank you for having it audio only. So I don't have to show my face. Exactly. I'm not, it's the best, <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not camera ready. And I won't be for another three or four hours, give or take. Oh, and it's look, the afternoon. And it's the afternoon. That's like my fault. That's 100% on me. Well, we don't have to even reveal that. You guys, she showed up <laughs> today in full hair and makeup. I think she just came from a photo shoot somewhere in the park. <laughs> right, well, but you know, when you look like this, everything's a photo shoot. It's, 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 a, it's a burden. It's a burden. It's a curse. Yeah. Did somebody just take a picture of me? <laughs> like, and then I realized, no, you're just stoned. Shut up. Go back in the house, <laughs> Angelo. Um, <laughs> so you live in New York right now. Are you in Brooklyn? Where are you at over there? Of course, I'm in Brooklyn. <laughs> Everyone's in Brooklyn. I, I don't know what it is. Like comedians are either Brooklyn or the small part of Queens known as Astoria. And that's where all the comics are. I am in Brooklyn. I'm right on the like right on the border of Queens and Brooklyn. It's called Bushwick. And uh, I know everyone's like, you know, Brooklyn is sort of like one of these things. Everyone's like, ooh, it's so bougie. But um, I always tell people like we don't even have a cupcake shop in my neighborhood. Not yet, because you're just getting so, gentrified. You guys are on the edge. <laughs> right, right. Totally edgy. I actually one day I was walking to CVS and saw a rat and a, a dead rat and a syringe. And I thought, if that's not perfect, if that's not the most town mouse country mouse shit I've ever seen, um, uh, that's like my neighborhood. I love that so much. I lived in Park Slope when I... Oh, nice. So I, I grew up kind of back and forth, something... Um, I don't know if I've ever told this on this story, on, on this podcast, but uh, I went to school in Ohio. My parents, that's where I grew up. And then I, um, my dad had a job that put him in New York City a bunch. So we just kind of had this inclination to always scoot over there. And then as soon as it was time for me to like cut the cut the strings, cut the financial strings of my parents, I ran back to New York City and I went back to, to Park Slope. And it was a completely different place than when I was a little kid. From then, like from like the late 80s, 90s into where it was in like 2001, 2004, like completely different place. And so it's funny because you, you know, you see a syringe on the floor and that. I remember I once um, came upon a man Okay, they were putting in a brand new Barnes and Noble. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was like this, <laughs> right. this, this, you know, they're gentrifying over here in Park Slope. It's happening, happening, happening. And then when I turned, I saw the sign for Barnes and Noble. And then very poetically, I turned the corner and I see a man shitting in a cup. <laughs> and i was like i'm still in brooklyn <laughs> it's brooklyn and all like you tell it's brooklyn because it's gross but it's also it's eco-friendly you know he didn't just do it you know he he could have just done it all over the sidewalk but he did, he did it in a nice neat little cup it's very good it was very concise and then he i, I don't know what he did with it because i did not wait to see what he did and, you know, I just kind of was, and I remember I was on the phone with my little sister, you know, and I was just kind of talking to her and I had, and she's like eight years younger than me. So it was just like, she's wide eyed about all my adventures in the city. And I'm like, oh, they're putting it in a brand new Barnes and Noble. And there's a guy pooping in a cup. There's a guy pooping in a cup. My sister's like, leave, get out of there. She's like, run. 
<laughs> See, there's a Starbucks, there's a Barnes and Noble, there's a homeless guy pooping in a cup, there's a Whole Foods, there's a Trader Joe's, you know. So Absolutely. yeah, you go down the line. Okay, I was listening to a um, a pod with you on it earlier. I think that uh, Alone at Lunch, which I really loved, like just kind of like listening to all about you. And so if you guys want to listen to Jay McBride's story, go there and listen to it, or Google her and all the other kind of things. Um, we're just being very like today. Okay. Yeah, we don't need I, to talk about that. We don't need to. Talk about it. <laughs> if it comes up, fine. But it'll come up, and so just it's our it's life experiences. But it's it's like the tranny experience, you know. Like really, <laughs> hated yourself, parents hated her, went out, blossoms, <laughs> and now still hates yourself. But it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. But right. I mean, we all kind of hate ourselves. So like you guys right. sitting right next to her, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We I still hate my. I just watch more anime. That's the only difference between now and then. Oh, see, I watch a lot more Survivor. Really? <laughs> yeah, that it's, became my quarantine thing. Well, that's like a trans thing. Like trans people, I don't actually watch anime, but they love mm-hmm. it. I don't know what it is. Like trans is people really watch anime. It's it's that and they go on like Reddit and stuff and just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like an outcast. It's funny because I, I find all of my um, my queer friends of color are all very into anime like all of my black friends all my latinx friends like we they all have gravitated over towards like the anime culture and everything and it's not it's not for me it's great for them but the thing is is like but i did stumble into studio ghibli i don't know how to say it ghibli somebody's gonna write into me and say you're stupid but teach me how to say it (laughs) like sharon osborne teach me educate me Tell me. Uh, so the whole Studio Ghibli thing, that whole like Spirited Away and Castle in the Sky. Have you watched any of those? Oh, that stuff's great. Yeah, like that yeah. was Castle Castle Mononoke too. I think or was that? Yes. Yeah, and, th- um, that's amazing. I that that stuff I discovered now because of HBO like Max, and you know you just kind of you fall in those little holes, and I like ended up binging all of like the whole catalog that's on there some things are a lot better than the others and some right. of it i don't understand like the big celebrities that they get the star power <laughs> like, yeah yeah oh totally totally uh-huh. uh hopefully i want to get to that star power where i just say yes to everything you know that's where i want to be i just say yes to everything and i'm in everything like that i but no the, i mean like if you think about it, like comic books there are great stories in comic books that came from comic books so it makes sense mm-hmm. that there are great stories that came from manga too so uh an anime movie so i think you know it does I, I totally get it. I see why it's good. I just like, eh, I'd rather watch something I've seen 500 times that I'd rather watch pig royalty on discovery plus. You know? <laughs> I, want a, so, I don't want a good story. I want drama. What is that? So wait, explain this show to me. Cause I've never oh, heard of this pig, pig royalty. Oh, it's pig great. Royalty. It, it, it's, it. it's, I don't know how this, ha- they're, they're apparently in Texas, a big thing for kids uh, is to show pigs like literally take pigs to a show, they walk them around and if they win, they get like a belt buckle uh, and then, or a banner, a belt buckle, like like the size of your head. It, it's just very like very Texas. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And and so they're on this show and, and these like the the angriest, most bitter drama queens and on the planet and just like like well i'm walking my pig like, like you know some of the girls like they're always texas so they try and look their best you know and um it, it, it's just insane you're like the pigs are secondary all you see is like people that hate each other are they Which, like are they like well-to-do people or are they like country no. folk like what do they look texas. like it's okay. Texas. I, I mean, like, but but it's not Texas big hair. It's Texas like flannel and like in the boots. <laughs> like, I mean, well, like one family, like they really put themselves out. And, and what there there are two really big families on there, 
uh, one has two daughters, the other has three. And one of the daughters on the um, on one family is like, they put it this way. It's like, yeah, there's Sephora, we're Walgreens. <laughs> and it seemed like, yeah, perfect, perfect. That, that's, that seemed to describe pig royalty, uh, the two families for sure. I'm looking so, at the images right now because as you're talking, because I just need to see what these people look like. Oh my God, they also look very Midwest. Oh, hundred Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And there, there's one like incredibly flamboyant guy, gay guy on on one team that helps train the pigs, and he just gets into it with them too. And it's just you're looking at this like, how did the, how does this exist in nature? You know, yeah, there <laughs> is, there's honestly there is like a place for everything because. I work in um, corporate entertainment and so we do a lot of, you know, conferences and conventions and the things that come across my desk, you're like, there's a toothpaste convention, just toothpaste. Like that's, that's a whole thing. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's probably there. I I'm convinced a lot of it's money laundering. I'm not, I, I mean, like it, it has to be. Yeah. So, yeah. Dead teens all mobbed up for sure. Uh, so what do you, um, what do you go to? What do you what do you watch? Like what do you, what do you consume? Uh, What's your binge? All right, for some reason I don't know if this is like some weird like I I, I like I like to go to Law and Order. Not SVU, the one that everyone likes. I don't know. There's something comforting about about the, the old Jerry. School? Yeah, the Jerry Orbach one. You know, Lenny Briscoe. Yes. It's, it's it's like. I, I described it to someone this way. It's like, he's like the guy you want to date. If you want to date someone who's like very, that your dad would like very, that, you know, whereas SVU is someone you want to date. If you want to have someone choke you during sex. And very like, much. Right, <laughs> right. You know, and like, you know what you're getting in both cases. And sometimes it's like, I just want the Jerry Briscoe one, you know, yeah. I just want to, I just want to see old Jerry Briscoe and his, and his lines, the candlestick. I see that because I think I think that's kind of maybe where some of my daddy things maybe started. Oh no, <laughs> we're realizing this right now because it's like because yeah, because Jerry Orbach was kind of hot in that and like yeah, he, it yeah. was like not even really hot. Like Chris Noth, I think the guy who was in uh, Sex in the City, he was hot yeah. at Law and Order. That was that was him. But but Jerry Orbach, it's just comforting. He's like a nice uncle. You just read you a story and you're yeah. like, probably <laughs> I'll get him a beer <laughs> and you linger. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and not a good beer. It's like Janice or something like that. Exactly. It, it, Natty yeah. Light, Natty Light. Right. It was oh. like in the back oh. of the fridge. Okay. <laughs> Natty Light is like what I grew up on in the middle of Ohio. Oh, like those the, in Ohio, they had that. I thought that was a Northeast thing. No, it was it spread over to like Ohio because I remember um, some of the girls I went to college or high school with, excuse me, you know, before you're like of age and somebody's brother would get you beer and right. you were going to have like, and I grew up in one of those kind of neighborhoods that um, cul-de-sacs that uh-huh. developed, you know, developing neighborhoods and like the big houses were coming. So we would have cul-de-sac parties. And so you would just go to some development that was half right. built or not even, there was no homes yet, just the streets, you and your friends. And you would go in the morning and take like a cooler of Natty Light. And sometimes people wouldn't take a cooler. They would just take right. a pack, a 24 pack of Natty Light, hide it under some like bush, you know, like some like whatever, some these places aren't even manicured yet. You know what I mean? So they're just trying right. to hide You had it. to shit in a cup, basically. Basically. And then you went back at night. So you do that at like seven o'clock in the morning before school. And then you would show back up at like nine o'clock at night with all of your friends and you would drink that dirty ass beer and it was natty light. And so like, that's, that's what I think of on those kind of times, but back to the law and order of it all. I I love that you, that you like the original because there is something comforting about the music of it all that the whole, you know, (laughs) and you get a start (laughs) middle, get a resolution. 
Right, right. And it's like it's at a point where you don't hate cops yet. You know, like it was it was a simpler time. True. Is it, is it weird that I feel I feel kind of guilty? Like I'm on Paramount Paramount Plus and I see Blue Bloods and I'm like, I shouldn't watch that. I shouldn't be supporting the cops. right now. <laughs> no. I know. I'm just like, wait, wait. It's very weird. It's just like it's like it's amazing. There's no brutality at all. Or if there is, they get caught. It's mm-hmm. so bizarre. Like it's another it's sci-fi. It's not he, even he talked to her like a person. Right. <laughs> You're like, right. And like it, it's it was also like like whenever there's like uh like a drug dealer or something like that, or a bunch of drug dealers, like at least one of them's gotta be white. They're never gonna make them all black because you know, we're just like back, like I think it was the eighties or seventies, they were very stereotyped, like only yeah. like black people play these roles. Yeah. So this is like, oh, they're coming out of that. And now they're so it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, my dad had a whole thing because when I first started like um getting into like theater and everything, and he was like, you know, I don't want you to play somebody who holds somebody up, you know, <laughs> like I'm just gonna like, you know, you're not gonna steal a car. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Hollywood, I think it's still like that. I was talking to, to a comic. I can't, I don't know if you'd want me to say this, but but he was like doing something for NBC and everything you do on NBC, you like for a standup, you have to go through uh, like standards and practices. You have to get your set through them and it has to be approved. Mm-hmm. They would not let him say the words big and black together. And it's something like, like something oh about the way like channels still look at like, like other people, like they don't want more black actors and actresses they want more black actors and actresses that fit who they want to cast and their vision i think and and it's it's weird that this is still happening but well it is weird i mean like you know everybody's just the whole way of the you go in there and they know what they're gonna get from you guys as a comic you know what i mean and so Mm -hmm. um and when you prepare like a set for for where you're gonna be don't you kind of cater in mind like who you think your audience is going to be? Like you'll do something different at the comedy cellar than you would at like when you're opening up at like a cruise, you know, something right, like that. Right. Like at Hee Haw's Comedy Shack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like, yeah, it, like I do, but I mean, like I, I still think like like so. Um, when, when I had a, a something on Comedy Central, and I didn't think anything of it, but at the time, like you know, we can't let you do this because you're saying the word tranny. Like they wouldn't let me say the word tranny and uh, stuff like that. Like it's, it's a great joke. I had to change it for that, but I didn't like, I personally don't think that's offensive, you know, for me to say, I get why the word is, but, but, and and I mean, so to tell someone like, like, I don't know what the guy's joke is. I I don't Mm. think it's, you know. Well, I mean, the thing is, is, I mean, you get to own that word. Right. Right. Being somebody who's transgender. I mean, so it's the same thing. Like when a, when a black, when a, when a black guy calls another black guy, the N word with an A at the end, soft, you know, soft A, you know, and then you also have like, you know, even, you know, Latin people calling each other spicks and that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. They allow that, but then they they held this so precious when you were like owning it at that moment and like, and just exactly, exactly. And, and I mean, like the, what really got me, it's not like there are a lot of trans people in charge at, comedy central or you know, uh-huh. viacom you know like if any like i'm yeah. sure there's one in the mail room that just like transitioned and is you know everyone brings to the picnic for a photo shoot every time so they for some pr but like you know i don't think I, there are a lot of trans people making those decisions you no, know not even like it's so funny being an other right yeah like, yeah just it, it's it, it, just, sorry i don't mean to keep interrupting but go, no, ahead. go ahead interrupt well, no, it's like, I feel a little bit like trans people. They don't want, you know, I mean, even my first year here in New York, like 2018, I think 
Mm-hmm. Uh, every audition I had was for a prostitute. <laughs> it was, oh my God. I mean, still, I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. Which, like, and, can and, I just be a secretary? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what about a prostitute who's also going to law school? You know, <laughs> make it something different, you know, exactly. mix it up. Can I be relatable? Can I ask, do you want fries with that? At least this one time? <laughs> like, I don't right. want to hold a gun. <laughs> right. I want to see the story of why I'm on in that, in that alley, you know, giving a blowjob so to a guy shitting in a cup. Uh, exactly. Uh, um, when you see yourself like... I wonder though too, this is a question, I don't know. I had like deep questions a while ago and then I was like, ugh. And then so like, and then this week I was like, I just want to talk to Jay. But one of the questions I did have though, and kind of relevant now would be, I see myself a lot of times when I get into a situation as another, just because I'm not, you know, I don't look like the other boys, you know, Mm -hmm. like in in the gay situation, if I'm going to go dance somewhere, if I'm going to be on a comedy thing, if I'm doing something improv wise, that I kind of fill the quotient of like, oh, you got you got person of color and you also got gay. Get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, please don't lower your voice, sir. Please talk in that higher register. Be sassy. Right. right. <laughs> you know? We want you to be larger than life. You know? Yeah. Please can, tell me, say yeah as loud as you can. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I, I totally yeah. feel that way. I 100% feel that way. And, and I still feel like comedy clubs, especially like a, like not necessarily on the, on the, you know, New York or LA, mm-hmm. but I mean, in the, anywhere in the middle, I feel like what, you know, it, it, as a trans person, like, they'll be like, oh, we should have her, you know, on a midweek ladies night, <laughs> you know? So, so they don't care how, what, what my, yeah, you know, how funny I am, but uh-huh. they do definitely look at me like an other, other, like what boxes can we check, but not, not on a main weekend, you know, we don't want her on a main weekend, but if we put her on a, well, won't we look great if we put her on a weekday with, with a, on a ladies night, Oh, lady, that's so funny. Do you like, do you sometimes though have to fill the quotient? Because I sometimes see myself in the situations, and I walk in, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm not, I'm the only one who's not a white guy." You know what I mean? And do you find yourself that way backstage when you're at even like the regular com- at any comedy club? Is that the same situation? Pretty much. I mean, a lot of the times, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, you know, it also depends on the club, but 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 I think that's in general for. Co- women women comedians in general mm-hmm. you know that you know I, I, that happens all the time to to women in comedy but they'll, they'll be the only one on a show um i mean i saw, saw a show with t- a poster a flyer for a show with 12 comedians it was 11 white guys and one woman <laughs> <sighs> so it, it was so i mean like the ones in the in the city of these it's like yeah like you can pretty much guarantee there'll be a woman on every show you know pretty yeah. much um but yeah i definitely feel that way and like you know the the thing that I love about the comedy seller though, and I always like say great things about it, and um, is that they really don't care mm-hmm. what you where you come from, what you are, as long as you're funny. And I think that's great. That's awesome because that you you found a home like that that you have like yeah yeah like they're tell. not gonna ha- yeah they're not gonna have just like an LGBTQ show at uh, four in the afternoon. You know they're just gonna put you with the, <laughs> she does else. Thursdays at eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that that's where you are. It's funny because it's just like. It, I also find myself as when I get into the situation is that um, just, I think you kind of revert back to that younger you for like a moment when you walk into that room and you see a bunch of like white guys and then there's like one Asian person or one black person, one other, even if it's a ginger, because you know, like a ginger, right. like like gingers, they have like all the right lottery numbers, but not in the right order. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole thing. <laughs> like I wish so- I was a ginger. I swear to God, I wish I were a ginger. I'm joking, gingers. I love you. Um, but, but like, 
but uh but yeah but i mean like so i find myself i always like gravitate it's like oh that's my person i gotta go right. you know the, the power of numbers there's two of us sitting here <laughs> so I, I think so i totally i totally see that i i could totally get that and i and like when i was the same guy who has talked to me about that where he wouldn't couldn't say big and black next to each other it's like yeah we had a great conversation about and like there's there are a lot of similarities between the others and the way they're viewed in the industry so mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot to talk about yeah, we have two of them on the cast. We don't need any more. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. But she's funnier than her, you know. I, I know, I know. If there's, if there's a like, I, I was about, to, uh, I was going to talk to someone about getting on a comedy festival in in a red state, and like all I could think is like, I guarantee their first question to my manager is going to be like, "Are there any trans people in Iowa?" You know, or something like that. It's like, yeah, you, you and, and, they, and they will all come see her. Right, that's right. Like that, that's how you have to build it. It's like, yeah, and there's like, there's 10 and they will all come. Right. I swear right. to God. Right. You we know? all, we're on a Zoom call this week anyway with a big trans cabal. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to talk about how we're going to ruin sports for everyone and, exactly. and that. Sandra said the meeting moved to six. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, yeah. So we, we all know each other. Um, okay. So I just find this is so stupid and like the pop culture side of me. So, I heard that you worked for Borders. I did. Yeah, okay. I did work for Borders Books and Music back in I, the day. How, like, okay, because you you were probably, you were one of the people who got like the dream job when I was like younger that was like, oh, you're at Borders. Because we personally, we had Barnes and Noble near us. I know that can be a touchy subject because, you know, how would it end up... Waffles. Well, it's sort of like they won the war, so it's not really who can complain at this point, you know. Well, I mean, the thing was, is like, because when I went to Barnes and Noble, is that you could go and like they from the jump they had the CD listening corner, and that you can go sit down and listen to CDs and crazy, you know, air talk like air singing or whatever, like throat singing. That's what they call it, you know. Like, oh, right, right. Have, like <laughs> so you like get the other kind of exposure. And then the other thing about the Barnes and Noble, like where I lived, was it was like so in the closet, like cruising grounds you know what i mean from like when oh, you're totally like 16 17 years old that you know you went to a barnes and noble and you would totally be cruised by the gay guys go to the gay literature <laughs> yeah. and so but i always wonder like like so working at borders like how was your experience there was it fun was it like it was it was i mean like borders though is like there should do a history of borders and talk about how shitty they that company was run like they actually had an e-reader before the nook and before the kindle like five years before it really because yeah they but they did, yeah they didn't do anything with it so of course they went out of business meanwhile they could have been the like everything everyone that bought a nook or a kindle what could have been holding one of those things that they could have put everyone else out but they did but um no i i originally started working at a different bookstore that was only in upstate new york mm -hmm. uh but they went out of business and um but I read, I didn't even like, re I don't even like reading. I went there because I knew eventually I would transition. <laughs> I don't even I mean, like I, to read. <laughs> it's true. I, I mean, I got to a point where I would read more and more, but it's like, I really only went there because I knew at some point I was going to transition. And I thought that uh -huh. would be a good place to do it. Cause I was like, you know, it's like, they don't, they don't give a shit about it. You know, and you know, I'm seeing people that would dye their hair purple years before anyone else did, you know, back mm -hmm. when it was like acid, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you, yeah, when, when you really ruined your hair to get it that way, you know, they had the only gay people I know. They had like some of the butchest lesbians that would be like out, like you'd be like, wow, she is a butch lesbian out in the open living her life. And it's like, like, I was just like, I gotta, I gotta get a foot in the door there. And, uh, 
So once that one store went out of business, I, I was able to get a job at a Borders and just stuck. I, I, I would have stayed. I'd stay there. I probably would still be there if they were open. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that's so funny. Was it a uh, strip mall situation, or were you in a mall? Like, how was that? Nah, we had a standalone baby, a two-story standalone. This sucker was huge. Oh my god. So yeah, fun. it was. And this is up upstate at New York now. Yeah, right? Albany, Albany, New okay. York. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a it's like a bonefish grill or something now. I always just find it fascinating and like, like what were people's like first jobs and like, you know, and then like the culture of like borders books were like, was like a touchstone in like the nineties, especially yeah. it's just like you hung out there with your friends and like, you know, and, and so I understand getting swept up in the, in the allure of working for a bookstore. Right. Especially if you weren't one of the cool kids, you know, uh-huh. it's like you found a home if you weren't one of the cool kids and that's where it was. Yeah, truly, truly, truly. That's just so funny. Ours was like in the middle of um, this plaza and there was an old Navy on one side and a Coles on the other. Oh, Jesus. So it's just like, I mean, like real red state feeling, so, right? right. <laughs> so very Ohio. fashionable, very chic. <laughs> exactly. Except for a lot of guys that were in the closet that would like cruise you and like you would just like let them watch you pee like (laughs) for free you did that for free oh oh, i was i was i was younger i didn't know what i was doing i was like you know (laughs) high school and in uh college because i went to i went to college like around home yeah although although what's really upsetting is like i i was a guy when i first started working there so Mm -hmm. um no one hit on me. No gay guys hit on me. It was uh, so, oh, really? I, I, so insulting. Like they're all there cruising. They must, they must have known something was up. Like something. <laughs> not <laughs> her. They're like, oh, that's, there's something. I sense a gayness, but not when I'm, wa- I don't know. I don't understand that. It's I'll not move on. She, she's not, she's not, she. It's, it's her. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, right. They put it together, you know, that kind of a thing. It's, the ones in our store were the creepiest guys too. They were, they were like so creepy, but the ones that were cruising, uh-huh. like, like they were, they were usually gross. They were usually like, I, I mean, there were, it was Albany. So, you know, Truly. but I mean, usually like guys in their seventies or like fifties or sixties, just like, you know, like, Oh like, yeah. Well, I think we really need to like be mad at like Amazon and all these places for like taking away like our bookstores because like, uh-huh. Where do you pee now when you're in the city? Like, where do you just go? Like, 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 cause you always had a Barnes and Noble. You always had a Borders. Like, you had like, you know, a place. Well, that's the thing. Two. We have two cups now. One for peeing and one for pooping in. So that's like, truly, that's, that's a New York City thing. Now, now what there, happens? I mean, you don't now have you got to go to Trader order. Joe's. You got to go to Trader Joe's. Except in New York, there's a line. So what do you what do you do? You know. Uh, I have not. I, the Trader is there only, only still like one Trader Joe's in the city? Like on like 14th. Now, there's a lot that that one's a, no no there's like okay. uh probably like seven or eight i haven't lived there in a long time so yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like yeah it's been a, been quite a few years i need to get my butt back over there i like i truly do miss it how is it right now out there like how is it feeling with things opening back up and vaccinations and all amazing it feels great like i i heard that broadway was going to start auditioning soon yeah which I've i mean heard. when broad when, once broadway's open then like the city's back you know but mm-hmm. the clubs are back like uh, performing in a club now it's just it makes you realize just how shitty zoom shows are, <laughs> but really? it also, I mean, they got, yeah, it's all we had. We had to do it, you know, and, and God bless everyone who watched uh, and watched us perform, but uh, it's just, there's nothing like being in front of a real crowd. It, it's just not the same. Um, yeah. So like people and, and people are dying for it too. It's like, I think the, I think people aren't as offended as they were before, you know? Oh, really? So you're getting, you're they're giving you more of a leash. You're more I think a- so. I think so. They're letting me off my chain. 
nice. a little bit. So I, I love that. So I mean, it does feel like people are chomping at the bit to like get back together and like to experience again. I think that's yeah. a big, big part of it. What are your like the um how are you finding like the protocols? Like, cause you guys, do you guys hand the mic to each other? Do they wipe the mic down? Like, what is that situation? Well, it depends where you are at the, usually they either wipe the mic down or, but at the cellar they have, it's great. They have a bucket of new mics, a bucket of used mics. So what you do, you reach and take a new <laughs> mic, you swap them out, you perform, then you put it in the old one and someone from the staff comes by, cleans them, puts them. So it, it's, it's really nice. So everyone has a new mic unless you forget yours and then you have to, it's like when I go to the doc, you. when I go to the doctor, and you have the clean pens and the dirty pen, and you <laughs> can get to move it over. And oh, so, really? Yeah. So like, when oh, I, went wow. to the do- I went to the doctor the other day, and to like sign, I had to like sign like a form, you know, like how you have to go so they can like tell everybody why you're sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like, they had like a cup for clean pens, and they had a cup for dirty pens. Makes sense, and, like, I guess. Yeah. And so then I was like, well, okay, I took a clean pen. I think and I went to put it back and I was going to put it right back in the cleans. And I went, <laughs> and I went to the other side. And then I, I walked away. I went, how many other people have done that? How many other people have used the pen that I just used? <laughs> like that's, right. That was my thought as I walked away. And so like, how, how was even bearing with that? Like I, not to be like a COVID downer or anything like that, but have you like been on the subway and everything? Has, now, like, COVID, I think we can all agree COVID. Uh, not, it wasn't cool. Well, let's, no. let's be COVID downers. We yeah, exactly. We can rag on COVID. Yeah. Maybe uh, they shifted my word. Spiky but, uh, little asshole. Exactly. No, um, it, it, subways never, the subways were going and um, they never really stopped and it was fine with me. I just got to a point like, uh, like I, I had a writing job before COVID and that went away um mm-hmm. so that was like weird being at home so my 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 subway pass which i used to buy a weekly subway pass that way you could use it as much as you want uh-huh. it just <laughs> it didn't make any sense anymore i barely took it but when i was there it was awesome they would clean it every night like at 2 a.m with like a thorough creating cleaning like hazmat suits and everything it was like it was amazing it was and it was nicest... like where was this a year ago <laughs> i know it's like i i want to have my wedding there you know it's like that clean it's that beautiful but uh i don't i don't mind it. i i you know if you're going around it and um like the people are still there. Yeah, you have to, there's things like they have to limit supermarkets if it's, you know, to, to a certain number of people. So there really are lines outside of some Trader Joe's. Um, but I don't know. I'll take it. I got my double vax though. So I'm ready to go nice. make out make out with people. Tongue you, kiss them. Go and start tongue kissing everybody. Right. Like, no, so I'm, I'm vaxxed. Li- I'm right. great. <laughs> like- I get a wet willy the shit out of everybody just to just to give it to them. Oh my God. So the other day, so I'm, I'm, I am now like fully vaxxed as well. I'm a Pfizer girl. Oh, nice. Um, yes. But, uh, and that's G R R R R R L not, right, <laughs> not right. like girl. Cause it's a boy, right. it's a bear, it's a bear girl. Um, but anyways, um, so the other day and I saw somebody who I haven't seen in a while and he like got close, like to like, give me a hug. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that like, oh, you're not sober. Like it was just like <laughs> random, like randomly on my dog walk. You know, I see people that, like, and I was like, and I thought to myself, I don't want to waste my first hug on you. <laughs> like I take my hug back. <laughs> like I just kind of like, hi, I did, I did the Oprah thing of like, you know, you like stopped her hand and like, good to see you. <laughs> like I did that, like met his hand, but didn't want the hug. Cause I was like, I need to share my hug with somebody that's like, that will remember my hug. <laughs> oh, you mean like you grabbed his fist basically. Yeah. Did cause that, he did that he sort like, of handshake. 
Yeah, he like came in to give me a hug and I realized he wasn't sober and it wasn't my first hug that I wanted to have that fully no, vaccinated. I, I want my hug. first hug to be special. Yeah, and like I want it to be with somebody who remembers my hugs. Exactly, <laughs> like I want them to call me the next day. Maybe, maybe remember, re- just, remember. Yeah, yeah. just like Even, talk about it sometimes. Like remember our first hug. I know, I might've touched him. He would have been like, my skin's on fire. And it's like, right. okay, cause you're on meth. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so you're like, you're, you're out in the middle of the day, sir. I'm walking my dog, sir. <laughs> like, yeah, this is, where's your dog? That's, that's the one advantage of masks. So like you can pretend you don't recognize someone. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I, I've turned into this person. Well, I'm big and bald. And as I walk down my street and I have a little white dog. So people, people come to know who I am as I walk. And it's funny because everybody greets the dog. They never say hi to me. Hey, Lucy. And they wave at her. And I'm just the guy on the leash. You know, oh, my mom's dog was named Lucy. A little, the little Shih Tzu, a stray. Uh, yeah. she, but- she's, she's a little Bichon mix rescue that we got last year oh nice my mom's was a rescue too it was like from katrina or some shit and like it was just like a stray from katrina and she she didn't want to ever get a dog but she got it and i was like oh, that's pretty cool nice pretty nice i uh, i actually did live in uh san diego for a year or so no it's probably about four or five months with my brother uh-huh. uh, i was thinking about moving out to la um and it was after i transitioned and i have do you know where el, el cajon boulevard yes i do <laughs> Okay, I live, I live uh, close to there. So, what, like, do you know what neighborhood he lived in? It was by San Diego State University. Okay, that. so up on that part of El Cajon, right? I know exactly right. what you're talking about. Okay, and, and like, it, it was always nice. I was used to upstate New York weather. It was always nice, so I would walk everywhere, and like, you know, usually wearing like shorts and a tank top. And I remember I'm walking there, and uh, I walk to the supermarket. You know, like everything's great. You know, people are people are waving. I was like, oh, people are so nice. Like people, like guys in trucks would slow oh, down no. wave you <laughs> yes. oh my and then, god and on the way back so someone <laughs> rolled down his window and just said hey why don't, you, why don't you get in i'll give you a ride you know and then i'm like oh no i live right up there he's like really <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like yeah so then of course i realized like when i get home that it was notorious for having you know prostitutes yeah, that's where people walk yeah that, that yeah that's that's a stroll girl <laughs> right i'm like still got it i still got it out of my That's so funny because when you said El Cajon Boulevard, my mind literally went to street walking and then you just, you completed it. I didn't even have to say anything. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Good. Uh, So I'm not special is what you're saying. I'm saying that you were very special because you were the white one. (laughs) So Okay. Well, there's that, you know, there's that. So, uh, but that's just, that's so funny that like, yeah, you were, you were being propositioned (laughs) when you find yourself in a place that, being very innocent and not realizing how it's coming across. Right, right. And there's a, like there's a mechanic there that I had to take my car to who uh, who was like, you know, you, you know, called me basically. He's like, you're trans, right? I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. What do you think? We what do you say we go out one night? <laughs> and he's this like short older guy, and it's just like you would love him as an uncle, but you wouldn't want to sleep with him. That sort of thing. But that so was, it was nice. creepy. But but that was nice though. He's I like I was, that. Right. <laughs> it wasn't even like a pickup line. It was just no. it was a statement. He was like, hey. Right. right. Like, oh, do you like onions? I don't. I don't like onions. Yeah. That'd be something that would be interesting to date because you would just always know. Like, I don't like you make him poop. I don't like that. Like, yeah. you know, I don't. <laughs> so um do, do you like this wallpaper? No. Yeah. Did you, right. you did you do the LA thing at all? 
I did for a year. Hated it. Ugh, that was the worst. That's where I met you, actually. Uh, we okay, did a show so at, that was, yeah. We did a show at Flappers, I think. No, no, uh, no. We did a show at Moe's. You came down here. You were. It was in San Diego. Oh, okay, okay. With, for was some with, reason... With Allie Gill, with... with uh, oh, she's great. She's great. Yes, yes. Uh, that's right. That's right. I did that. For some reason, I thought it was LA. But yeah, I was in LA for a year and I did a bunch of shows there. Um, and it, it, it was terrible. Like I, I hated it. Like my brother puts it this way. He says in New York, they say, fuck you, but they mean, they mean, how you doing? And in LA, they say, how you doing? But they mean, fuck you. Really? And, and I felt that way for me. Did it feel like too? because I get this just too, when you're in LA, I always feel like the person's like looking over my shoulder for somebody better to talk to. <laughs> yeah. You know, or they're just instantly like they, they size you up for what can you offer? You know what I mean? So right. Like, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, like no one really wants to have lunch to talk about a project they want to work out with you. <laughs> that doesn't no, exist. And if somebody says let's do lunch, they're never going to do lunch. No, like, no, of course not. Of course they're not. They're never going to. Did you do the water bottle tour when you go and do like go sees and like, just kind of, get water bottles from places <laughs> like it feels like whenever I was whenever I would interview for something in in, New, in LA or for different positions even when it was you know in in, enter, in entertainment I on the periphery here is as an agency that you would go in I would go into an agency for a job to be an agent those kind of things and you would get a water bottle and a oh, token wait. and a token see you later like it was just like and it was like all my friends were like yeah I do the water bottle tour like twice a week <laughs> like I have six it's water hysterical. bottles yeah that's funny no i never did anything like that uh although you can't even walk on the streets at all you have to drive you can't even like walk through and do the tour you literally have to drive unless you're i, I don't know maybe like the the agencies are closer together and if but, somebody lives three three miles from you it's a long distance relationship when you're in LA. yeah yeah it's, it really is it takes forever to get anywhere there i not to rag on la because i i like la like i like vegas like i like to go oh right right hang out and then pull myself back out like after like you know yeah. 24 hours 48 hours i got to get back out for a minute i did one show at vegas loved it it was so much fun i was nice. on in fremont street not so not like the strip but like the downtown strip the fun place yeah like, yeah it was so cool i the, i the golden nugget the d <laughs> like yeah i i saw like i was there once and i'm walking down under that giant they have a giant canopy on Fremont Street, where they have the world's largest light laser light show, or whatever the fuck they call it, and they have the zip lining and the, and I'm walking behind someone, and and like I see someone, I'm like, oh, there's a showgirl up ahead because she has a suitcase, she's wearing a mini skirt, has like you know amazing legs, amazing body, you can tell, you can tell she's amazing, and uh, it's not, and then she turns around, she's missing an eyeball, and, and not even like an eye patch, like like there's like a socket, like it's like she's missing, like and I'm she just doesn't like, have one in. <laughs> right right exactly like she literally doesn't have her eye and she's just walking and i'm like that's fremont street that's 100 what it's like downtown fremont street versus a strip and i, I love it i thought I, I was like oh that's awesome that's the, the, the shock and awe of it all <laughs> yeah it was great i was like i was like thinking like man like because there's no way she could get a job at any of the ones on this trip now you know uh-huh. Again, she's another. So I'm like, yeah, join, she, join the club. Hey, we have meetings at six. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Make sure you get the Zoom link. Um, that's, I haven't been to that part of Vegas in a little while. And I think, and I'm actually supposed to go next month with our, um, with my partner's family. And so oh, nice. we'll, we'll see how that goes. And so the thing is, is and I'm going to you know, propose that because they do, they're older, you know, they're like my uh my partner's father is 90 years old and he's like i want to go to vegas and like yeah 
he has the energy. He wants to do it. Let's do it. Get him a scooter. <laughs> like, and, yeah. so, and he's, you know, fully vaccinated. And so this old man wants to go to Vegas. So we're going to go. Nice. And, they, and, and they'll usually encourage a trip down to Fremont Street just because right. they, they like the old school of it all. You know? Right. Pennies. I would almost I would almost stay at one of the places on Fremont Street, but like take a drive down the main strip so you can see like the cool things. We got lucky, though, because my my uh, my partner's brother, who's also gay. So there's three kids in the family, two gay men and a daughter. Someone uh, fucked up. Someone yeah. fucked up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mom is taken care of, though. That's the best the part. <laughs> Where, what was your water source, Flint? Like, what, was, what happened? They lived in northern Mi- North Miami Beach. That's where they live. So, like, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Mi- Miami water. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, but so he plays, like, online video games, like, on his phone and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. when he's on his work breaks. He's, I don't know, want to know how much he spent on these games. But he played enough that he got him and his parents free rooms at the Cosmopolitan for like oh the, nice for a couple nights it's like like two or three nights that's where we're going and yeah they're they're fully taken care of so it's just like oh okay so we'll go to Vegas so they're flying here and like it's oh, nice cool. I get to see family <laughs> you know yeah. there's, there's like something that when you get to see family and friends that you haven't seen in a while so yeah. th- this weekend I'm planning on seeing some friends and mm-hmm life feels like it's going back to normal <laughs> nice yeah it's it's I, I mean i i again haven't been there i can't imagine what happened to vegas over quarantine though uh, i mean like well, they must have gotten demolished i've heard from very reliable people and so in in um i don't know if i mentioned this last week on a podcast but so i edit a couple other pieces you know a couple other pods and stuff like that and one of them is actually for our office my partner hosts it it's called Belotified, and they had this woman um, Kate Pate, who is like a major consultant, you know, in the special event industry. And she was just there recently and um, for like global event planner or something or the other. And they were talking about how the big hoteliers and like the big managers and everything have actually all gotten together and they've had think tanks. And so in Vegas, they are kind of setting the standard of how we're going to start going back into special events and getting back into those big rooms because they need that money and they, yeah. they're missing that revenue. So these places all kind of banded together. So like, you know, the MGM and then the other brands, you know, I don't know if Flamingo and MGM are the same, but that kind of a thing that these brands are all kind of together. So when you go from hotel to hotel or, or space to space, it's all the same protocol. So it doesn't feel disjointed. Like, it's like right now, like when I walk around, like, like even here in San Diego, you can go into one restaurant and it's one way they're taking your temperature. They're going to do this, this, and that. And then you go to the next place and there's take a seat. <laughs> why, are you, why are you wearing that mask? You yeah. know what I, mean? <laughs> like, like, I can't see your face, you know, right, but right. It's, it's, it's like that kind of thing. And so I think that's one of the cool things about Vegas. So I'm going to start, you know, I, I tell people, this is my little hint, like look for work out there. Cause I think it's going to like, just for weekend stuff, I think it's going to come back. Oh, nice. nice. Like they, they have a Celine's coming back. That tells you something. Really? Yeah. Oh Celine. yeah. Celine's nice. Carrie Underwood, like the big shows, um, Bruno Mars. Brittany. Brittany well, or is she done? No. Well, the thing with Brittany, have you heard about this? So he's no. not going back yet, but Britney's actually going to appear in court and testify for herself later this month. Oh, for conservatorship? The conservatorship yeah, for thing. conservatorship. So yeah. that might make a big change and we might see her back in like Vegas or performing right. at some point. There, that conservatorship, like, I don't know the, the details about Britney Spears' conservatorship, but mm-hmm. in general, conservatorship, holy shit, that is like the biggest racket and the biggest, like, like Over- the, some people. 
some Almost. evil people just take over like like they'll find an old lady just like yeah well i have conservatorship over her so i'm putting her in a home selling all her property and keeping the change truly and then this woman who well, with like with like a, in the Britney Spears sense, is that she's been in conservatorship for like almost twenty years, mm-hmm. and in that time, she's been able to make money, prove that she can go to work, prove that she can you know do all these things, and she's still stuck in one. Right. Which, you know, so it's just like one of those weird things. I don't, you know, I'm I'm with the whole like free Britney movement. Free Britney, hundred yeah. percent. Let her out. Let her let her out of her cage. I want to see her whipping that hair somewhere else besides her like living room. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Hi, guys, it's me, Brittany. And I want to tell you guys, I'm so excited to, like, you know, like, like I want her to have, like, real run-on sentences and, like, just yeah. talk, talk like freely. What, <laughs> like, when it was 20-year-old drunk Brittany, that's one thing. Now it's, like, middle-aged mom Brittany. So it's you feel like, all right, let, let's see what that's got to offer. Give her, give her a leash. Let, let her off her leash. I'm waiting for, like, her kids to be 18 and, like, let go of my mom, you fuckers. You know what right. I mean? That, that kind of thing. Right. <laughs> So. Oh, let me ask you about San Diego. Now, uh, it was still kind of conservative when I was there. Is it still the case where it's like half and half? Like you talked about the different protocols. Like, I is it still- live in the metro area. Uh-huh. And so metro is a little bit more liberal. So like oh, your, good. Da- your downtown, your Hillcrest North Park, where your brother lived, like in the, near the college areas. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that you know, um, a lot more liberal. When you get up into the money areas like your La Jolla's, your Rancho Santa Fe, that's where you get into a little bit more people who want to hold on to their money. And so the thing is, is, and I think in a lot of ways, they're, they're conservative, you know, with their wealth and they're very, you know, like how they want those kind of things. But then there's this other half of them that they do enjoy drinking. They enjoy, you know, so they want the later times for the bars and all that kind of shit. Gotcha. But I think that they still have a little, you know, they're into the police. They're into all that kind of thing. And so right, it's right. just. Well, yeah, Mitt Romney lives in La Jolla, has a house in La Jolla. Exactly. That, that's the one with the car elevator. Uh-huh. And he's like always outside of like a Costco. Like people always see him at Costco. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Like Mitt Romney goes to Costco right. for himself, apparently. All right. So, Yeah. But he's Mitt Romney. <laughs> so uh, speaking of like um, other, I don't want to mention her name, but I'm going to mention her name anyways. So the whole Caitlyn Jenner of it all. Like, right. Have you seen that? I had that post that kind of went like a little bit crazy. Like, I've Oh, had, did it? No, no, no. What did you write? I had thousands of, 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 of shares and everything. It was actually a, a meme on Instagram or on uh, Facebook. And it's just this whole thing about how, let me see if I can just read it directly. So I don't, misappropriate myself i don't know what you say note to my straight ally friends queer people do not like caitlin jenner and that's all like that's, that's the but the thing is is and i added to it also do not misgender a dead name her she's a woman named caitlin and we don't like her like it's just that's right. it i think i did see that yeah yeah, yeah it's perfect that's it that's it 100 100 and, and that's been my that's been my statement about everybody because she has no platform she has nothing else other than i want some attention and let me run you know right right Right. I mean, three years ago, she was talking about how she didn't approve of gay marriage. So, I mean, like, fuck her, you know, exactly. uh, like, seriously, fuck her as you would any other racist woman, <laughs> not like, yeah. a guy. but you know, any other bigoted woman. I 100% agree. Uh, and she's not- an and she's an old lady, too. No, she's yeah. <laughs> like, she's, yeah. Well, talk about privilege, too. Like, like when you say priv- this is like exponential privilege. It starts out like being rich and white and, and then mm-hmm. like 
and obviously she's female now, but being born, you know, when she was raised uh, as you know, a star athlete, like that's like the highest privilege you can get if you're a white guy in America. A, a star, star athlete. athlete with multiple gold medals. Yeah. And then a good looking one. So you get like Wheaties things and you get like movies and, and you get all that stuff. And, and it's just like, so, so when you talk about someone who's pretty much had it easy for the last 60 plus years, mm-hmm. you know, that that's who has. So, you know, I, I'm good not voting for her. <laughs> I'm good for not voting for her. I just wanted to just live in your Malibu home and go sit in your, go sit in your money. Like, yeah, go really... go drive too fast and accidentally cause. Uh-huh. Never mind. Yeah, the, the, that happened. You know <laughs> what I mean? Happened. You guys can Google. She's she she yes. she you know she has killed somebody. But yes, she's a worse <laughs> driver than I am. There, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, no, you haven't killed somebody. At least I hope not. That one time in Arizona. Uh, but... <laughs> on the road. On the road. Let me think. Yeah, I was one time I hit an old lady and I just kept driving. No, just. Like... <laughs> But well, lady, yeah, yeah, she's she's just uh, that that reality show because I love yeah. reality TV. Mm-hmm. That one was like you had all this power and you turned it into like sand. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here's what I don't get. Like, who is she appealing to by running for office? You know, I mean, like Republicans, if she runs, her, Republicans don't like trans people. Her daughters don't like her. Her daughters don't like her. <laughs> like like Chloe hasn't talked to her in like ten years or something like that. Like you know, gay people and trans people don't like her. Like yeah. who likes her? Who's gonna be like, wow, thank God Caitlyn Jenner's running? You know, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anyone. I don't know. Like she's gonna. Well, there were also people who voted for Kanye West. So I mean, <laughs> that's like true. that's just it. Just kind of you know, it's just it's kind of like you see that, but it's a buzzword. You see that thing, and you're just like, oh, that's shiny, yes, you know, right. squirrel. You know, it's right. that. Well, Kanye West <laughs> has fans. Like, does Caitlyn Jenner have fans? Are there Caitlyn Jenner fans? I don't think I, anymore. No, I, I don't know of any. Like, and I don't know of any trans people who watch that I am Caitlyn series. I think it was just like middle aged white ladies. It was. And then a bunch of us who were like into like, oh, well, let's watch this. You know, it's supposed to be supposed to be smart. And and, and then it just turned into like, oh, what, look at these shoes. <laughs> like, Cam, Cam, look at my shoes. Um, I just can't. I can't with her. She's so crazy. Do That's you, actually are, a really good impression, by the way. I wish I had a Caitlyn Jenner impression. Maybe I'll, I'll see. work on it. I do it here and there. I do it when I'm feeding my dog. Like, oh, you want some? You want some bacon? Hi, let's get some bacon. Show hours too. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Caitlyn Jenner impression. Yeah, you've inspired me. Do you do that on stage? I have a couple times. Oh, nice. and people, and it does, and it does get like you know, get one over on people, you know. And I've never actually been told anything like like, oh, you shouldn't be making fun of her because people don't like her, so make fun of her. So right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but yeah, she's just um. Yeah, she's just Caitlyn Jenner. So, like, if she keeps doing that, then I can still kind of do the voice here and there. It's like, you know, with some people, if they have a, uh, you know, a good impression, they pull out of their hat, you know, and then it comes back around. Like, right now, yeah. we can't, I can't find a Michael Jackson to save my life, you know, <laughs> because of all his issues. It was funny because, you know, Michael Jackson was such a big thing that I was booking all the time for special events and parties. And, you know, we want Michael, we want Marilyn, we want that, you know, like for their Hollywood uh-huh. things. And then all of a sudden, I remember when the when the Michael Jackson expose came out with all with uh, on and Oprah came out with that whole thing. Um, 
we started getting phone calls. Uh, we have a Michael Jackson booked for the Midway and, and it wasn't, the Midway did not book them. So put that clear, but the party was on the Midway the, the here in, in San Diego, which is a big like aircraft carrier. And they were doing like this big Hollywood thing. And we have Michael Jackson booked and uh, could we change him out to Prince? Can you guys, can you, can you do something else? Like, it was just like this whole persona <laughs> non grata. So it's like, I wonder about all those people who like changed their look to look like Michael Jackson. Oh my God. And like, there are a lot of them too. Yeah. What is the liability on that now? Like, you know, and so it's just like, you, you know, and then you look at them too, that um, some of them who do like James Dean, or I see some of these impersonators who do like Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. and then they become older than James Dean was when he died. <laughs> So like you got this 50 year old man still playing James Dean and it's like, you know, Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Or somebody who played young Elvis. Well, what I don't understand is like someone who's like, like growing up today is like, you know what, who, what celebrity I really want to impersonate James Dean. You know, I I just, I don't see that. It's it's not happening so much anymore, but there were, you know, but that's that's the thing. It's a lost art now. Like it really has become because of like the deep fake with the face things and Mm -hmm. and all that, that it has become like a lost art form. And so it's just, it's kind of sad, you know, that, um, so people have to just kind of rethink, you know, that it's a profession that's going to be a lost art, you know, I think that's something about it. And so it's most people made some good money. Really? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Like some of those, some of those, uh, Frank Sinatra's and all that, you know, Uh and if you played, played somebody like Marilyn or Anna Nicole, oh my God, you were getting flown out to like Dubai to do like Prince's birthday parties for like that kind of thing. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. There's a whole uh, subsect of like rich people who have private parties. Like these bands over quarantine, there were bands who were not hurting. Like, you know, well, I, I want to book, you know, Aerosmith. A- what? To play mm-hmm. in my backyard and that kind of a thing. And so, and some of those people were still working. Right. Like I'm sure Elton John was not suffering over break, you know? No, not at all. But, like, you know, Beyonce was not suffering. No. <laughs> like, no. Their world was just exactly the same, you know? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yes. yeah, they still got paid. They just had to work less. Totally. Okay. So Miss J, I don't want to like take up too much of your time today. I know I'm closing up um, your hour and I think you have, are you, are you performing this weekend or are you doing anything? Uh, I am. I'm at Eastville comedy club tonight. I am at the comedy cellar all weekend. So, okay. And then what are you doing? Cause this is going to come out next Tuesday. So actually give me, give me some promotion for like uh, anything else coming up next weekend. I, I usually book like a week in advance. So, um, so where can they find you? That'll be a better thing. <laughs> Let's see. Next weekend, so they can find me at, well, yeah, Jay McBride, J-A-Y-E-M-C-B-R-I-D-E. Uh, my Twitter page, my Insta page. Next week, I think I'm at the Tiny Cupboard. I'm at New York Comedy Club. Uh, those are two of the places I'm at next weekend, but it'll change. So also, I'm only at 4,800 Facebook friends, so I could friend request. I can still accept some people. Nice. I love that yeah. you still Facebook, because I still do go on there. Like I, I hate it. Like, like, I ignore every comment. Like I literally, anytime someone comments, I'm like, why, why are you, you know? And I, that thing pops. I'm like, I don't, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't see, I, I do that too. Is I drop things like I'll drop, like, 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 like that meme, I drop it. And then I don't really get caught up in the comments because it's just like, it, it happened. <laughs> like, like this is what, this is how I felt. You're not changing it. You know what I mean? Right. And right. So, exactly. And exactly. And so, and sometimes I'll still go back and like, if it's like a, a funny thing, like a funny video or some shit like that. So are you, you're on Twitter too. And then I you're am. also, are, are you on the, are you doing the TikTokies? I'm not doing TikTok. That? I just hate how I look on camera too much. 
<laughs> I really do. I feel like it would take too much effort to look okay. The lady yeah. who stands up in front of a crowd and bears <laughs> her soul comedically is doesn't want to be on camera. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Because like I can kind of get myself there, but it takes some work. Yeah, I understand that. Like I just, I have a crazy eye that wobbles all over the place. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that on camera. That's why the podcast right, right. works really well for me because I have the Paris Hilton wonky eye thing. So oh, nice. yeah, nice. it doesn't yeah. work. My left one, it just sits there for decoration. That's what I oh, said. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like, I, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I can't see anything out of my left eye. So that's something that oh. some people don't know. But like, right. um, yeah. But it's still, I, you can still move it though. It's not like. I still move it. Like it's still, you know, I could look like I'm like, focusing but sometimes if I like thing it'll like wander towards the light so I just have like this like eye that just like it's like the all-seeing eye but it sees nothing okay gotcha (laughs) Gotcha. I had um what do you call them this is so terribly you know uh interesting but um torn retina a torn retina okay so and it actually happened in both eyes and only one eye was like really salvageable oh shit mm -hmm, it was a very very traumatic thing like 2015 so. Oh God, I had no idea. I hope that, I hope my uh, showgirl story didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even. I, I love that kind of stuff because the thing is you have to look at it and kind of like laugh because the thing is, is like you just, when it first happened, it was a very scary situation where, you know, am I going to be blind and all that sort of thing. And then one day I was watching TV and it cleared up a little bit because after I had gotten the surgery and, and the eye, um, it was supposed to progressively get better. And one day I was watching TV, I was watching that 70s show and I could see the wrinkles in Red's forehead. And I was like, I'm gonna be fine. So oh, like, that's awesome. I, so when I see wrinkles, I feel comfort. I don't know. So when I look in the mirror, I feel great about my forehead. Right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it was just, it just something that happened. And then I've moved past it. I did have issues there with like, uh, light control, like how dark and light something was in, if I went into a dark space from the light, I could see anything like dead. Oh, right, 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 right. So imagine being the blind go-go boy. So like, yeah, so like you're in a nightclub, laser lights and everything else, and the lights drop and I'm there in the dark, literally. Ugh. So like, Ugh. it's just like in the, at that time, I had some really good friends who would be like, hey, I need to hold on to your shoulder. Can you walk me back outside? Can you walk me to this place? So I'd be like, it was so comical though, because now I think about it, it's like the, the blind go-go boy who like somebody walks him out to his to his box. I jump on the box, dance like a little hairy monkey, and then jump back down, and somebody takes me back to the back. So I literally was a dancing monkey. So there's something to look at. There's a, there's a joke in there, and I will figure that out. So. I'm sure we unlock that. So we unlock a lot of good things with Miss J McBride. Jay, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Oh, I had fun. Uh, I did too. So you, I don't want you to be a stranger. If you watch anything that you just want to talk about, I'm always here and we will do a special. I'm doing these hot nuggets now that like I this we have a main episode that comes out every Tuesday, but every so often I drop a little Thursday, Friday nugget that's just like fun. We did a WandaVision thing. Oh, so, nice. Which was great. Um, WandaVision was great. Falcon and Winter Soldier was meh. Yeah, I haven't gotten into the whole Falcon thing yet. So I, I wasn't, I started re-watching the Marvel, but I started watching the timeline order. Uh, okay. So nerdy of me, I know. But like, yeah, it became a thing. So I'm in the middle of like, I'm like Iron Man 3, because I'm watching them in order. So as soon as gotcha. I finish that, then I'm going to go back and watch the Winter Soldier. And hopefully Loki will be out by then. 
thought. Anyways, this has like been the longest outro ever. You guys, I'm D'Angelo. You guys can find me on Instagram. You guys can find me on Twitter at D'Angelo Gogo. You guys can find my TikTok at D'Angelo. Look in the show notes. You'll find all of our stuff. You'll find Jay McBride's information down there as well. Please make sure that you guys like and subscribe this episode and all my episodes. Give me five stars. If you want to say something nice, do that. If you want to say something nasty, give me five stars. Say whatever you want. Love you guys all so much. Good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.